It's time for JoeBucksFan.com draft guru Sean Sullivan with another Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry, Ford Tampa's first family of Ford. Today, Sean is looking back at the 2021 draft class, best five drafts, worst five drafts. He's diving deep to explain a little bit of Bucks nuances in there as well. Here's Sean. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sean Sullivan and Best in Class coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Please follow us at uh, Bill Curry Tampa, Facebook, Instagram, so uh, and Twitter. So And also visit us at BillCurryFord.com. Please look at all, our, all of our wonderful specials that we have going on right now. Our season just started for March, so we're very excited. Car season's buying right now. I'm doing a buyback program for cars. I'm buying cars off the street. Even if you don't want to buy something from me, I'll buy it from you. Your car is never worth more than it's worth right now. It's not a problem. Very exciting stuff going on. March Madness is in March. The NFL Combine starts this week. It's like the holy grail uh, for me as far as uh, football is concerned. Very excited. Buck Super Bowl, a little bit more exciting. But it's right just a step below is the NFL Combine for me. So this podcast is going to be about the top five best drafts of 2021. The worst drafts that I think, best in class, worst drafts of 2021. And then next week is going to be Combine Stars. By position group, we're going to go through and, and, and who put on a show at the Combine. Very exciting stuff. I was so happy that I got such an amazing response from my last podcast. Thank you so much. I didn't realize there was so much support for Kyle Trask. I'm very proud of that. I got lots of uh, lots of support on it. The, the guy should even get a chance. So great stuff. Thank you for responding. Thank you for all my emails. The only thing that Grace mentioned to me was I need more reviews. So if you could please give me reviews on Apple. Any streaming platform, please leave a review for Best in Class with Sean Sullivan at the bottom. I would really appreciate it. I'm not going to tell you how to, how to go, but it's a five-star podcast. I'm just going to say that. And then say whatever you want with reviews. Please continue to email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com. Keep the emails coming. I love uh, going through my busy day, and it's like I'm having a, a crappy day, and then all of a sudden I get an email from somebody who wants to talk football with me. I absolutely love it. So please keep the emails coming. Keep the response coming, and I will keep the content coming uh, in droves and just don't forget the off season for best in class is my is my best season right so when you're searching for a great podcast to listen to when everybody else is talking about nothing and nonsense and and i'm just talking straight football straight players we're talking draft all the way through then we're going to hit free agency then we're going to go right into talk about when the bucks have added players or subtracted players so all right let's get into it oh you know what i forgot to say order your car order your car for me right now Right. So you can order it by email with me. Email me at bestinclass at billcurry.com. Order a car right now. I'm not taking deposits. You can get your car within 12 weeks right now, I believe, with the nationwide lifetime warranty. Also, I have the nationwide lifetime warranty on my pre-owned cars. So the cars are actually warrantied for life. For as long as you own them, that's a real deal. I have plenty of, of testimonials on how many engines I put in a year for our customers to keep them coming back. So please visit BillCurryFord.com, get all those great specials. Now, football time. My ranking of these teams are going to be different than anything you've ever seen because I don't follow the standard ranking that like a Mel Kuyper or McShay or one of those guys. I'm going to go by how well they did with their position in the draft because I think that's super important. And I think you're going to see some surprise picks from me. But listen... Where you're slotted, you should draft well if you're number one overall, number two overall, top five. You should be drafting well. You should get starters. 
I'm impressed with somebody who drafts low and gets starters or someone that, um, say, for instance, picks in only the third round or their first pick is in the second round, and they still pull three or four starters out where other teams had all their normal draft picks and, and missed on all the draft picks. So uh, let's, get, let's get started now that you guys have a format um, that, I, that I did. My number one class for Sean Sullivan best in class for 2021, the Denver Broncos. They get my A-plus ranking. They are certified platinum. Round one, ninth overall pick, Patrick Sertain second started 16 games, was absolutely a Pro Bowl player out of Alabama. This was a home run pick for the Denver Broncos, solidified their defense. He's a man corner. I mean, the, the guy absolutely, he actually played some safety too, but the guy is an absolute all pro. Great job, Denver Broncos. At number nine, guess what? You should be picking a perennial pro bowler at nine. Okay? So that's where I'm going to stop the praise. You did what you were supposed to do, Denver Broncos. Now, number 35 overall, after all the top running backs in that, and we had some NTN come out of, out of the first round, Nijay Harris came out of the first round. You had guys that were drafted before him, but they go 35. They go to Javante Williams, a guy that I spoke about and said all the time before this draft. This guy is a an amazing player. He's going to be a star player for whoever gets him. He's physical. He led the college football in breaking tackles at North Carolina. This guy is a beast. He played in 17 games for them. He's a future star. They're already looking to, 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 to give him more carries next year and feature the offense around him. That's a good decision, by the way, uh, Denver Broncos. That guy's a star. Catch, pass pro, run the ball, break tackles, superstar Javante Williams. That's a great pick in the second round. And they always say you can find running backs. This was a, a year where we found running backs late in the draft, but this was a good one in the second round. Third round, they had two picks, number 98 overall, 105 overall. Quinn Moneris and Baron Browning. So Quinn was an offensive guard. He played in 15 games, had nine starts. Played very, very well for a third-round pick. Baron Browning, linebacker, played in 14 games, had nine starts. That is excellent depth. So you had Patrick Sertain starting, Javante Williams starting, Quinn uh, Quinn Moneris, uh, offensive guards, played in 15 games, had nine starts. Baron Browning, linebacker, 14 games, nine starts. That's amazing depth. No fourth-round pick for the Denver Broncos. In the fifth round, they picked Caden Stern, safety. This guy played in 15 games. A fifth-round draft pick on, on Denver Broncos, who had one of the top defenses in, in, a, in the NFL and one of the top defenses in the AFC. And I'm thinking to myself, in the fifth round, they, they got a guy that started that played in 15 games, two starts, Caden Stearns. They had a second fifth-round pick at 164, uh, Jamar Johnson, another safety. So they basically hedged their bet with a special teams player and a guy that actually played well to start games. Jamar Johnson played in three games, uh, mostly on special teams, but a solid depth player. At round six, they didn't give up. At round six, they're still trying to, to, to get some guys off the board. At, at pick number 219, Seth Williams played in two games, had a start with them at the end of the year. And if you remember, we mentioned him on best in class because he had that 158-yard game where he, he lit it up. It was amazing. Okay, seventh round. Seventh round, the Denver Broncos had three picks. Do you think these were throwaway picks for the Broncos? No. They got guys like me who are interested all the way to the seventh round. And I'm also interested in free agents. So I, I should say I'm interested in the whole thing. Pick 237, Kerry Vincent Jr., cornerback, in the seventh round, okay? He, he started two games for them uh, on the season. A starter in the seventh round, he started two games in a pinch. Jonathan Cooper, defensive end, played in all 17 games. He was a seventh-round pick. Marquise Spencer, defensive end, played in, um, he was a special teams player. 
So their third pick, uh, Marquis Spencer, of the seventh round played. So if you recap the Denver Broncos draft, all pro hit at number nine with Patrick Sertain. I believe a perennial pole bowler, possible all pro in Javante Williams. I think that he is an absolute stud. Quinn, Quinn uh, Menares, offensive guard, and Baron Browning, both starters. So one, two, three, four, four starters. Caden Stearns, a safety Played in 15 games as a backup. That's amazing for a fifth-round pick. Jamar Johnson, special teams player. Seth Williams, special teams player in the fifth and sixth round. Kerry Vincent Jr., cornerback, started two games for him. Jonathan Cooper, defensive end, played in all 17 games as a seventh-round pick on one of the top defenses in the NFL. Marquise Spencer, defensive end, special teams player. All of these guys made the team. They didn't cut one player. This is a home-run draft. This is a team-building draft. This is how you do it. Everybody else in the NFL, pay attention to Denver Broncos. They know what they're doing. So let's scroll on to my number ranked two, uh, number two team. We're going to talk about Miami Dolphins, who fired their head coach, Brian Flores, which is a national story. We don't need to get into it. You guys all know the story. But draft-wise, they, they just they nailed it. I'm so impressed with the Miami Dolphins drafting. So... Number one, number six overall, everybody knows him. Everybody knows this guy's name, Jalen Waddle. He broke the all-time rookie record for the most receptions in a year. He played in uh, 16 games, had 16 starts, perennial pro bowler. That guy's a stud out of Alabama. That's going to be a terrific pick. At number 18 overall, they had two first-round draft picks because they basically stole picks from the Houston Texans. I mean, they, they robbed them with a mask and a gun. That's how bad that was. Jalen Phillips, offensive uh, – well, I'm sorry – not offensive, outside linebacker, defensive end out of Miami, 17 games, five starts, um, had eight and a half sacks, absolutely was an absolute on-fire pass rusher at the end of the season. Javon Holland in the second round, I've talked about this guy. He's one of my favorite players in the entire draft. He's a safety out of Oregon, played in 16 games, played at a Pro Bowl level, should have made the Pro Bowl, absolute stud, kick returner, punt returner, interceptor, amazing tackler, Absolute amazing athlete, smart player, love Javon Holland. You're going to hear that guy's name for a long time. He's going to be a perennial pro bowler. Uh, Liam Eckerberg, a guy that we talked about pre-draft at offensive tackle, didn't know how he was going to translate a guard. The, the Dolphins played him at tackle. He started uh, 17 games. He was an instant plug-and-play guy, 42nd overall pick in round two. Round three, Hunter Long, tight end, played in seven games. Uh, round So they didn't have a fourth, a fifth, or a sixth-round pick. In the seventh round, they had two picks. Lamel Coleman, um, who didn't make the team, and Gerard Dokes, who was a special teams player. They had Robert Jones, an offensive guard, who was an undrafted free agent, started eight games for them at offensive guard. A guy a, a guy they walked off the street. This is similar to what Jason Light does with some of our guys, like p- pulling Stenny off the street and having him start at guard in some pinches. They did that with Robert Jones. So if you go back and look at their draft, it's just full of Pro Bowl players. It's just sensational picks. They went with Jalen Wadden, perennial. Uh, Jalen Phillips um, was their 18th overall pick. He's going to be a special pass rusher for them. Again, speed rusher. Jalen Waddle, fastest player in the NFL draft. Jalen Phillips, the fastest step in the draft from a defensive lineman last year. So it looks to me like they have a very a theme for what they were doing. Javon Holland, absolutely amazing safety. This guy is a Pro Bowler. I believe he's going to be an all-pro. I think he's going to be special for a long time. Liam Eckerberg, their second round, their 42nd second pick in the second round, started all 17 games from their offensive tackle. That's just fantastic. Hunter Long, tight end in the third round, um, had seven starts for them. So 
and they also plucked a guy off the street that started eight games. This is an amazing draft, guys. I love these players. These aren't just starters. These are difference makers. The Miami Dolphins drafted difference makers. So congratulations to the Dolphins. I still am going to harp on the fact that you drafted Tua over, over Justin Herbert, who was my boy. That was a big mistake. But other than that, your drafting has been sensational. All right, moving on to the third-ranked team for best in class, uh, a team that I absolutely cannot stand, Ira's favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. It is what it is. They had a terrific draft. They drafted one pick above the Bucks draft. So they started, you know, in the first round. Oh, actually, they traded away their first-round trick for uh, pick for Orlando Brown, which, by the way, you know, really helped. But getting back to the Kansas City Chiefs, their first pick was number 58 overall, Nick Bolton. We talked about Nick Bolton all season long on best in class. Nick Bolton led the team in tackles. He's a linebacker, had, had uh, played in all 17 games, had 12 starts, started um, all the way through the playoffs, was an absolutely difference maker, a speed linebacker who can tackle. Creed Humphrey, the center that they drafted, started all 17 games, 17 starts. He was unbelievable. He was a um, should have made the Pro Bowl as a center. PFF had him graded as the second best center in all of football. Congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs got him in the second round, 63 overall. Round four, Joshua Kando. I don't know a lot about him. I didn't know a lot about him as a defensive end. He only played in three games for them. Uh, Noah Gray, which is a tight end, which I knew a lot about. Round five, pick 162. Played in all 17 games for them with one start. Cornell Powell, wide receiver, was a special teams player. And then in round six, Trey, Trey Smith, offensive guard out of Tennessee. 17 games, 17 starts. You found a Pro Bowl uh, guard in Trey Smith. So you had Nick Bolton, who's a stud in round two. Creed Humphrey, who's a Pro Bowl center. Trey Smith, who's going to be, uh, if he's not in the top echelon of a guard, he's going to be in that Pro Bowl. He's kind of like that Ali Marpet guy that's going to make the Pro Bowl some years and other years. He's going to be a, just a terrific starter. But if you look at it, they started their draft in the second round with Nick Bolton. They got Nick Bolton a starter, Creed Humphrey a starter, Trey Smith a starter, and they got a really terrific player, Noah Gray, tied in in the fifth round. What a terrific draft for them after trading away their first-round draft pick. They really solidified that offensive line, found two amazing starters, traded for another one. I thought, this is an amazing draft for me. And this is what I was talking about when we started this podcast, was the fact that I don't want to just grade a team uh, on how many starters they have. I don't want to grade a team on how many great picks they have. I'm grading them also on the fact where you started. The Kansas City Chiefs started with very little draft capital and got three solid starters. I mean, if, if not spectacular starters. That's an amazing job. Kansas City, you are my third best team on best in class ratings. And now we're going to get to one of my favorite teams in my heart, the Detroit Lions. Now, I love the Detroit Lions because I'm a Bucks fan and we were losers for most of my life. The Detroit Lions have been losers for most of my life. And it's one of those teams where I just, I feel like a camaraderie with the fans of the Detroit Lions. I feel like we're kin and I really want to see them do well. I think they hired a very good coach. They drafted first round over uh, and they got and the number pick, number seven pick, Penesul uh, out of Oregon. 17 games, 17 starts, absolutely stud. Played left tackle, played right tackle. He made the um, the best-in-class all-rookie team, which is very hard to do, by the way. So congratulations to Panay Sewell. Second round, Levi Owenozuki. I always say that guy's name wrong. I mean no disrespect. The guy's a hell of a player. Defensive tackle out of Washington, 16 games. Played very, very well. Gave them depth in the defensive line. Aileen McNeil, the nose tackle. 
They drafted in the third round, 72nd uh, overall. Played in 17 games, had six starts. That was really terrific. Ifitu Melifanu, the cornerback, had uh, played in seven games with four starts. Amon Ross, St. Brown, pro bowler, wide receiver out of USC, played in 17 games, nine starts, averaged 93.8 yards uh, per game the last six games. Absolutely tore the NFL up the last six games, was Scoff's number one target. Derek Barnes, linebacker, played in 17 games, six starts. Round seven, okay? Round seven, Jamar Jefferson, running back. If you guys remember, he was playing at the end of the year. He played in seven games. He actually had a terrific game uh, when Swift got hurt. So I was very impressed with him in the seventh round. Here's where it gets interesting for the Detroit Lions. They had a, a, a lot of undrafted free agents they signed after the draft that made the team and played in the games. Jerry Jacobs, cornerback, 13 games. Tommy Kramer, offensive guard, nine games. Ryan McCollum, center, played in 13 games. A.J. Parker, corner, played in 13 games. Raleigh Patterson, kicker, played in 17 games. R Brock Wright, tight end, played in 10 games, five starts. Those were streetwalkers, guys. And I know you're going to say, well, the Detroit Lions are a terrible team. They almost lost every game. Listen, when you find players that can contribute like that off the street, we're talking about six undrafted free agents after having a spectacular draft. I'm sorry, the Detroit Lions, that's an amazing job. I'm very, very impressed with you guys. Uh, I hope that it really translates into next year. You have a very young team with a lot of depth now. And I think I think you're gonna you're gonna see a big turnaround for the Detroit Lions in the 2022 season. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions and their draft picks. Again, Panay Sewell is uh, going to be a Pro All Pro. Levi's a terrific depth piece. Amal Ross St. Brown's a Pro Bowl receiver. Derek Barnes is a very solid linebacker. And then you had six free agents that were just unbelievable. So congratulations again. On to another team. Now this is going to surprise all my best in class listeners. I'm going with the Houston Texans. And you're going to go, the Houston Texans. Okay, let me explain. The Houston Texans, in their previous regime, traded away all their picks. They had nobody. Their head coach got fired at the end of the year, which I still don't agree with, but got fired at the end of the year. I don't understand it. So I'm, I'm going to go with Houston. Their first pick was number 67 overall. Number 67. Round three. Davis Mills, quarterback out of Stanford. This is their future quarterback, guys. They got him in the third round, number 67 overall. Davis Mills lit it up at the end of the year. He deserves to go into, into this season as the number one guy. Played in 13 games, 11 starts. You and I went over the stats uh, on the all-rookie team. He was the backup on my all-rookie team to Mac Jones. So congratulations to Davis Mills. Number 67 overall. They had a second third-round pick, Nico Collins, wide receiver out of Michigan. 14 games, 8 starts. Fifth round. They had no fourth-round pick. Fifth round. Brevin Jordan, tight end, nine games, two starts. Garrett Wallow, another fifth-round pick, linebacker, played in all 17 games. Round six, Roy Lopez, defensive tackle, played in all 17 games with 15 starts. Notable free agent signees, Jimmy uh, Morrissey, center, five games, four starts. So if you look at it, they had one, two, three, four, five, six players. Six players to include a free agent, five draft picks, one free agent off the, off the street on a very bad team. And you found Davis Mills, Nico Collins, Brevin Jordan, Garrett Wallow, Roy Lopez, who, by the way, again, a solid starter, and Jimmy Morrissey, who started for you at center. That's an amazing job. So where you start, if you're starting in the third round, pick number 67, and you can find those many starters, it gives me hope because there's so many other teams that just squalored all their draft picks. Congratulations to the Houston Texans. At least you did something right. You found a QB in the third round that's going to be your starter 
You found a, a starting wide receiver, a starting tight end, and a starting defensive tackle, and you had no draft picks. Congratulations uh, to the Houston Texans. Okay, let's get to the fun part. Let's get to the guys that absolutely just didn't go to the draft. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know who they researched. I don't know what they were doing. We're going we're gonna to roll through these. These are exciting for me because um, next week, again, starts the NFL draft. Um, we're going to go through the combine best players, which is going to be exciting. But if you guys listen to my podcast all year, you guys are going to know who my number one worst team for the NFL draft is. It's going to be no surprise. It's the Seattle Seahawks. You suck, Seattle. I hate you. Hope Pete Carroll gets fired. Hope you lose your franchise. Hope it moves to Germany. Okay, I'm done with that. Let's get to their draft, okay? Round two, number 56 overall, Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver, zero starts. Uh, Bust as a wide receiver. Round four, Trey Brown, cornerback, played in three games, special teams player. Round six, Stone Forthice, offensive tackle, zero starts. Jake Kerhan, offensive tackle, had five starts. He was a walk-on free agent. So let's get this straight. The Seattle Seahawks drafted in the second round, the fourth round, and the sixth round. All their other picks were gone, and they didn't land anybody. They landed garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. They got a guy that walked off the street who probably was close to Seattle with Jake Curhan. I don't know who that guy is. I didn't study him for the draft. He's obviously wasn't in the top, I don't know, 35 offensive tackles last year. Somehow made five starts for a terrible offensive line for Seattle. But congratulations on Seattle on bombing the NFL draft, on drafting absolute garbage. And I don't mean as people. I mean just as players. They did not contribute at all. So don't write me any, any emails at Sean Sullivan at Best in Class if you guys think I'm talking about these guys as personal human beings. I don't know them personally. I know, how, I know their play, and they all suck. Right? Seattle sucks. The fans suck. The coach sucks. The whole office sucks. Hope they lose their franchise. Seattle, congratulations on being best in class. Worst draft. You got, you got literally drafted a lunchbox. Congratulations. You did nothing. Uh, so go smoke a cigar, drink some scotch, and then quit your job. All right. Next up, Jacksonville Jaguars. Everybody's going to say, Sean, they had a terrible coach in Urban Meyer. They did. They had the worst coach in history. I, I don't know if there was a worse coach than, than Urban Meyer, and I'm a Bucks fan. I can give you a list of five coaches that coached the Bucks that shouldn't be here, that should have never even been a coach. And I'm not. T- and, and we can go about Lehman Bennett. Lehman Bennett was selling RVs when we hired him as our head coach. Okay, so Jacksonville Jaguars having a bad coach is not an excuse for having a bad draft. So Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Everybody knows the story. The golden boy from Clemson can't miss prospect. You guys literally almost probably made him quit football. You probably we, we probably already ruined him. He played in 17 games, 17 starts. That's where your draft kind of kind of goes, right? Number 25 pick, you guys drafted a running back, Travis Entian, which I love this running back. You guys screwed up his training regiment. I don't know why they didn't play him in the preseason. Then they put him in a game and then he gets and then he goes with an ankle injury, he's out for the year. Zero starts, zero games played. Waste of a pick for this year. Hopefully he comes back next year and plays well and that will be a re um we'll relook at that and see what kind of player he is next year. Round 2 so the Jacksonville Jaguars, number one overall pick, had a second first-round draft pick, which they missed on. Right, I, I wouldn't have taken Travis at 25. I also, you know, they didn't they didn't actually do anything well with him, and then he got hurt. Round two, they had two more picks in the second round. Tyson Campbell, cornerback, played in 15 games, 14 starts. He was up and down all year, right? Number 45 overall, Walker Little, offensive tackle, had three starts. 
So they drafted an offensive tackle in the, in the second round, and we just went over starting offensive tackles that were found in Lee and Eckenberg and so forth and so on in third and fourth rounds, and they draft a guy that absolutely sucked. Right? So congratulations to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Round three, Andre Sisco. I don't even know who this guy is. I had to look him up before the podcast. He's a safety. He had three starts. He wasn't even in my top ten safeties. They drafted him in the third round. Fourth round, Jay Tufalua, the defensive tackle, zero starts. Jordan Smith, outside linebacker, zero starts. Luke Farrell, tight end, had four starts in round five. They found a tight end that can somewhat block, somewhat has hands, but they need to upgrade that tight end position. You can't wait till the fifth round to get your rookie quarterback uh, a tight end, guys. Tight end was where you were the weakest. Jalen Camp, wide receiver, he was um, absolutely uh, nothing in the sixth round. So you had two number one picks, two number two picks, a third round pick, two fourth round picks, a fifth round pick, and a sixth round pick, and you guys decided to draft hot garbage. So congratulations on that. All the oxygen thieves at the Jacksonville Jaguars, I hope they fired them all for stealing all of our oxygen, and they should wear some type of light-up gear or reflective gear when they walk around at night so they don't get hit by cars. These people are absolute morons. I, I don't think they should be in charge of an NFL franchise. And literally, if they had called me, I would have flown to Jacksonville, I would have sat with them, and I would have drafted their draft, and they would have come out 10 times better than the professionals that are supposed to, well, they call themselves professionals, drafted this hot garbage of a draft. So congratulations to Jacksonville Jaguars for continuing to be losers and uh, and picking uh, ridiculous head coaches. I, I don't know what to say about that. I'll move on because my, my blood pressure is getting high. So the Los Angeles Rams. So this is a weird one for me because how do you get a, a team that knocked the Bucks out of, um, shouldn't have, shouldn't have, shouldn't have, but knocked the Bucks out of the playoffs um, and then won, went on to win the Super Bowl? How could you knock their draft? Because it's two separate things. Okay, being the best team in the NFL has nothing to do with how I'm going to grade your draft if your draft picks did not contribute to your Super Bowl. Your draft picks did not contribute. So let's go through them. Round two, they didn't have a first round draft pick, obviously, for the Matthew Stafford trade. So we're not grading them on the Matthew Stafford trade. That was a terrific trade because they won the Super Bowl. We're grading them on the draft. Their 57th overall pick, 2-2 Atwell who was the fastest wide receiver in the NFL, I'm sorry, in the college combine going into that year, absolutely was did nothing. Zero starts, had a couple of special teams plays. Other than that, he was a waste of a pick. Round three, Ernest Jones, linebacker, was a special teams player. Round four, Bobby Brown, zero starts. Robert Rochelle, cornerback, had five starts as a backup. Jacob Harris, tight end, zero starts. Ernest Brown in the fifth round, zero starts. Seventh round, Jake Funk, zero starts. Ben Shrotsky, wide receiver, one start. He actually started a game at the very end of the season when the Rams were fighting for that last spot, and he had to play because uh, Cup was out, and he actually didn't play terrible. He might actually have a future. Chris Garrett, offensive linebacker, didn't make the team. So you had a second-round pick, a third-round pick, three fourth-round picks, a fifth-round pick, and three seventh-round picks, and got no starters, didn't even get a part-time player, didn't even get a solid backup. So... Congratulations to the Rams for winning the Super Bowl, but this is where you're going to struggle. If you can't draft and you can't get depth players, it's, it's a problem. Like with the Bucks, when I was telling you, there's, there was a Pro Bowl player in front of our players at several positions and, and that we drafted, and then we drafted a future quarterback. These were players that were supposed to contribute right away, like Tutu Atwell and Ernest Jones. These guys should have contributed right away, and Bobby Brown. 
and I, and they just didn't. So you know what? Uh, the Rams, I wish you the very best, but you need to work on your drafting. All right, Colts. Indianapolis Colts. They had a first-round draft pick in Kitty Pay, which we talked about a couple of times at the um, at the Best in Class uh, podcast during the year. He had f- played in 15 games, 15 starts, had six and a half sacks. I, I felt like out of the 642 snaps that he played on the year, he's a full-time starter. That's a solid pick, round one, number 21. You should be able to get a starter in round one, number 21. So you did your job. Colts, congratulations. You did your job. Round two, right? Deo O.D. Wan Owingbo. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the guy's name. No disrespect. Zero starts. Kylan Granson, tight end, zero starts. Sean Davis, zero starts. Sam Engler out of Texas. Every I never say that guy's name right, but if you guys remember him, zero starts. I don't think he's going to be any type of contributor. They had two seventh-round picks, Mike Strahan and Will Fry is both zero starts, not even special teams players. So literally you had a first round, a second round, a fourth round, a fifth round, a sixth round, two seventh rounds. You got one starter out of that, and you got one backup player out of that entire draft. So, wow. So um, I don't I don't want to put a grade on it other than um, you're not hot garbage, but you're definitely smoldering. It's definitely like a smoldering garbage. So let's get on to our last team, and then we'll wrap this up. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I know I have. Grace, have you enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going on to the last team, the Tennessee Titans, and we're going to go through round one, Tennessee Titans. Number 22 overall pick, Caleb Farley, had a very strange college career, had a, a bad background. I think at number 22, it was a stretch to draft him, but they still drafted him, and then he got hurt and missed the entire season. And then he was able to start the like the last game of the season. You really, the jury's just out on their first round draft pick. He got hurt. It's hard to judge a guy that gets hurt, but I don't think it was a quality pick anyway. Round two, Dylan um, Rad Nuzes, offensive tackle, played in twelve games as a backup, no starts. Monty Rice, their third round draft pick, had four starts. He's a linebacker. Elijah Molden, corner, had seven starts. Des uh, Fitzpatrick, zero starts. Rashid Weaver, zero starts. Played in no games. Racy McMath, McMath, wide receiver, no idea who that guy is, and I love the draft. No idea who that guy is. Zero starts, special teams player, most likely. Brady Breeze, safety, zero starts. So basically, you had a first, a second, a third, a fourth, a sixth round pick. Caleb Farley, jury's out on him. Your second round pick, I, I feel like you uh, as an offensive tackle, Dylan, random news is I don't understand the pick when you have so many other great tackles on the board that could have done something for you. The guy had zero starts. Monty Rice, linebacker, was basically a, a special teams linebacker that they drafted in the third round, and he played in 10 games. I don't know why you would draft that guy so high. Elijah Molden was a, a hit-or-miss corner. We talked about him before the draft. He was a guy that was um, linked to the Bucks. He had seven starts for them, just an okay player in, in the third round. The rest of everything else from the fourth round down was absolutely zero starts, zero nothing. So basically this entire draft is going gonna, is gonna to come down to whether Caleb Farley – is a starting corner. And I hope that you don't go into a draft trying to get one starter and really no depth players and no backup. I'm more mad at Tennessee for just where they drafted and just missing players that I think would be better fits. And then, as you know, last year they drafted Isaiah Wilson, which had a, was a head case out of Georgia, and everybody said don't draft him, and they actually cut their first-round draft pick last year. So they've had two consecutive years of just really questionable drafting. And you, everybody knows that their GM has, has has had Robinson has had a very good time 
of drafting, but these last two years, I mean, he might need to retire. I mean, that's how bad these drafts are. All right, so that's my wrap-up. I hope you guys enjoyed my top five, my worst five drafts of 2021. Next week, we're going to look at the my favorite thing in the whole world, the NFL Draft Combine. We're going to see the stars. We're going to talk about who did well, who did crappy. We're going to go through that, and then we're going to after that, we're going to start on we might have a free agency podcast in between because free agency starts in March. We'll see. Um, but we are going to touch on free agency at some point. Then we're going to break down the position groups of the NFL draft going into the NFL draft. Then after the NFL draft, we're going to have podcasts. We're going to sum up each team's draft picks during the offseason. Should be a great time. I hope you enjoyed it. Please visit us at uh, Bill Curry Tampa, BillCurryFord.com. See all of our great specials. Please order a car from us. I could really... With this new dealership we have coming, I could I would really love for you guys to order some cars, help support us because we are we are building the most amazing dealership that Tampa deserves. You guys are gonna love it. I'm very excited about it. We are our new showroom opens on April 16th of this year. Uh, the new dealership opens April of 2023, which I'm very excited about. Our um, we are moving forward. Grace, anything you want to say before we're out? No, I don't. All right, don't forget to leave me some reviews. And I will see you guys next week. Thank you very much. Enjoy your drive home.